This isn't a cubic inch of sound. Just kidding, this is a cubic inch of sound, and over the past week, we all watched Men and Chicken. I'm Luke, and I'm half penguin. I'm I'm Nick, and is Mad Mickelson a furry? I'm Kevin, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm Dan, and I think Mad Mickelson is a feathery. I'm Tim, and I have five half-brothers. That's impressive. Is that so is two that... and a half full brothers? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You can make a TV show out of that. Two and a half hmm. brothers. But maybe like... maybe more generally, they can just be men instead. Ooh, maybe throw a chicken in there, just for fun. What is the chicken? I don't have Two and a half chicken. men and chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, this was a movie. It, it was an experience, you know? You know it I'm was hard. incredibly strange. Yeah. It made me upset. To give a little bit of backstory of why I suggested this, to begin with, um, and I think I've told people this before, but I have a friend who is somewhat involved in a group of girls who are obsessed with Mads Mikkelsen, and I mean obsessed to a ridiculous degree, uh, and this was recommended to me as, like, the kind of movie that I would never really watch on my own because it's, like, in Danish and it's just, like, a really weird, dark comedy, but that I should watch, and I watched it. And it was strange. Do you think you should have watched it? I'm glad I did. I honestly enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> it was weird. It was dark. It was messed up. But it was enjoyable. I think it was weird, dark, and messed up, but I don't think it was enjoyable. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I went in not knowing anything about it, and then halfway through, I asked what it was. And then I was told it was a dark comedy, and I'm like, wow, I'm not laughing. Yeah, that, that, that was the main problem with me. I had no idea what it was. I, based on the intro, like the first act, I assumed it was a comedy, but there, were, there was a distinct lack of jokes, or at least what I could tell were jokes, which made me question what it actually was. I've heard of people going into horror movies and taking them more as a comedy, but this is the first time I've gone into a comedy and thought it was a horror movie. <laughs> right up until the very end, where they kind of gave you a little bit of a happy ending, but... Not to get ahead of myself. Well, I think it, was, it is uh, it is legitimately unsettling at a lot of parts. Like, I was noticing the cinematography is really good at making you feel uncomfortable. And not in an uncomfortable, like, cringe comedy kind of way, but just in a this-is-really-messed-up kind of way. Like, something is horribly wrong here. The way I felt uncomfortable, this is mostly due to, like, the set design as well, and I guess all of the characters... I just felt uncomfortable in the sense that I felt like I was wearing dirty clothes while watching the movie. Like, everything felt very dingy, and I felt just like I needed to take a shower while I was watching it. It was so lived in. Yeah, right? I, it, it, looked like a, it looked like a Half-Life 2 map, but, but more dirty. I kind of felt like it was uh, Lord of the Flies, but if they were all full-grown men and spoke Danish. I had the same idea. I was going <laughs> to say that. It, it was it was disturbing. I, I It felt like a deep descent into the psychosis of severely deranged individuals. Absolutely. I think one difference between this and Lord of the Flies, other than that, is that um, you can... They, they had the option to leave. They weren't on a deserted island. So these, these two brothers, oh. who they learn are actually half-brothers because they had different mothers... Uh, are trying to find their biological father, and uh, their names are Gabriel and uh, shoot, what's the other one? They they pronounce it like Elias, yeah. But I think yeah. in English you'd say Elias, right? So Elias and Gabriel are on a quest to find their biological father, and they go down to an island south of where they live, and they come across a house that they believe their father lives in, and they find three people who, um don't really want them there at all they uh bludgeon them almost to death and uh tell them to leave and that's fun and it turns out that those three people are also their half brothers so they're all half brothers with different mothers and they have to try and live together but the thing that confused me a bit is that both uh gabriel and uh the other one they decided to stay the whole time i thought that was an odd choice given the circumstances yeah. they were in this dude was like 
he got hit in the head and then he was like paralyzed for a couple days and he just was chilling. Yeah, he was in a wheelchair. It was bad. Well, I think and he's he like, didn't, I, don't know. I think he didn't leave partially because he was in a wheelchair and also he was still he still thought the father was alive at that point and he was trying to meet the father. I feel yeah, like he should have just given to... up. But there were cool people on the island that he could have like sent out the other dude to go find and be like, "Hey, bro, I I need help." Well, they did come in like the doctor, the mayor. Yeah, I'm saying they could have gotten him earlier. But he wanted like to meet his father. Yeah, he wanted to stay in the house. Wanted to. He shouldn't have. You're wrong. Well, I don't think everyone in this film was exactly the most mentally stable. So you that know, is I a good point. Um, some, as some things up to this, as Dan kind of implied, uh, eventually they do they do go upstairs to meet the father who. He wasn't supposed to. He wasn't supposed to go into the room, but he looks and, oh, big surprise, the dad has been dead for years, like a really long time, and the three brothers have just been hiding it this whole time. Um, and so from from then on, it seems like Gabriel is kind of staying there because of some some weird, like, responsibility that he feels to his to his brothers. Like, oh, you know, we're all in this together, and it seems like he's the only one who can sort of get through to them and sort of, you know, convince them to not live in the worst living conditions possible, including a a cage that they get put in. They just get put into the cage sometimes. Um, Elias, meanwhile, is like kind of, kind of mentally messed up. And uh, so are the other brothers. So they they just get along very well. They have a very good time. Except when they're physically beating each other with stuffed birds. Yeah, but, you know, boys will be boys. It just happens, right? Fair. <laughs> Honestly, okay. Nick had mentioned that there there weren't, like, jokes in this. And I definitely agree with that, that the comedy mostly just comes from, like, the weird lines and the weird situations and the general feeling of, of discomfort. But the slapstick. I, <laughs> I honestly just thought it was really funny the way that they kept hitting each other over the head with, like, random objects. Like, they would just find whatever object they could. One guy kept using a, a stuffed bird, and he, and he would just hit people over the head with it. And somehow they never expected it. They kept getting hit over the head over and over again. One of, one of my favorite bits from the movie, actually, was towards the beginning when Elias hits the three uh, half-brothers who were living there over the head with a rolling pin. And then I think it was either uh, probably Franz who asked him, it was like, Hey, what did you hit me with? He was just like impressed with the, um, the selection of bludgeoning instrument that this apparent stranger used on him. I thought that was a really good one. Speaking of which, um, he says, uh, Oh, it's a rolling pin. And then Franz replies, a strolling bin <laughs> <laughs> and i just thought about how that probably doesn't actually correlate to english as a pun you know it's probably not the, the pun they had to make that up for the hmm. for the captions maybe yeah i didn't no, think about I'll that like i thought it was just a really that. weird joke because <laughs> like, i mean it is a weird joke but yeah it makes me think of like dubbed anime right where there's a lot of because i mainly watch dubbed anime and there's a lot of jokes from sitting here like how did that get in here from Japan? Did they just like invent a new joke where this would be, or is this like a direct translation? Because I, I, I was actually just talking to people about this earlier because I'm um, in, I think the second Pokemon movie there is like this uh, prophecy where they say the world will turn to ash, and then it's like oh god the world's gonna end, but no no the world uh, ash saves the world. Because Ash is his name, and I'm like, how did that work in Japan? <laughs> like, what? Did they just invent that? I don't know. I mean, the word for Ash in Japanese is probably the same as. The I'm pretty sure word for Ash. Was, his name in Japanese is Satoshi, which is named after some dude who's related to Nintendo or Pokemon. I don't know if that's that, that means Ash. Uh, it is know. prophesized that this Nintendo employee will save the world. <laughs> You know, when you when you brought up Pokemon, I really thought you were going to bring up um let me use this frying pan as a drying pan. <laughs> oh no. There's <laughs> no translation for that. <laughs> let me use this rolling pin as a strolling bin. 
you know, actually, no this, way. This kind of made a connection. As light as this movie was on outright jokes, I felt like Mad Mickelson's character kind of just walked right out of Super Bad. Like he's one of those high school kids that was just always talking about girls the entire time. I think he was a little more uh, messed up than than the super bad characters yeah, in the sense say, that he was he was not well. Man. Yeah, I was gonna say he's significantly more probably emotionally and educationally stunted than yeah Jonah it's Hill. Like, it's like he hit he hit the super bad level and then he stopped growing. He he's for the rest of he, I, mean, I don't know. He seems significantly below them in terms of ability to exist yeah that's fair i suppose i mean in super bad didn't they like basically almost get those girls yeah but that's that's the thing i didn't like about super bad that just seemed unrealistic i don't get that that didn't make sense to me. what getting girls i think that's something <laughs> that happens that in real they life did all the things they did and like people still treated them like sane individuals i mean i, I that, that, they, they were weird yeah that's fair especially gwen stacy yeah. But this isn't a cubic inch of super Yeah, she, she could have dated Spider-Man, but she dated Jonah Hill instead. <laughs> isn't that the, the plot of Megamind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a weirdly good comparison. So anyway, uh, as far as as far as men and chicken goes, uh there's there's a lot more there's a lot more messed up things. Um part of the Part of the whole thing with Mads Mikkelsen's character is that he has to, um, he has to constantly find release, if you understand what I'm saying. Um, so he's just always going off to the bathroom to, you know, have some alone time. It's fun. And it turns out that it's weirdly plot relevant. I really thought that that was just a weird running gag, but, uh, no, it turns out to be very important. They find out that, um, their father, all of his research is locked in the basement and it's like what is this mysterious research that they're not allowed to see um and they you know they look around and they see little clues throughout the um throughout the farm where some of the animals are like mixed with other animals so you see chickens that have features from from other animals mixed in and it's super bizarre and like and creepy you know because because up until that point there's nothing in this movie that is, like, I don't know. There's nothing that's really special effects, I guess. There's nothing that was that was that different from just, just filming something. And so suddenly you see this chicken that was, like, mixed with a sheep or something. I think, yeah, it was a chicken that had hooves. And it's like, what? That's so and weird. a sheep head. Yeah. It was bizarre. Um, yeah. Supernatural. That, that, that scene where the, the chicken with hooves came around, it wasn't... I, I, I don't know. I d- didn't really see it as disturbing. When I saw it, it was, just seemed really goofy. Yeah. Because, no, especially because the way the VFX looked. Like, they were just off enough to be not convincing. So, I was. it just felt very... It, it felt like it was supposed to be a joke, but not in a dark way. I don't know. It just... It was very... It, see, it felt more in, at home in, like, Cartoon Network than a... <laughs> Cartoon Network, yeah, that a Danish dark comedy. In I don't know. To me, more Nickelodeon. It didn't look super realistic. Like I, I get what you mean, where it wasn't. It wasn't like amazing special effects, but that kind of added to it for me for just like the the weird aspect. Mm. Yeah, I remember in one of the synopsis I read, it specifically said they find out they're real dads of mad scientists. So, like, I wasn't super taken aback, but it was a bit of a weird twist. You got spoiled. Yeah, but it was a slow. It was a slow reveal. Like, we didn't know the specifics of his uh, crazy experiments right up until the end. There, he was a pioneer of stem cell research. Yeah, actually, fun fact: and a womanizer. One, one thing I looked up because I thought his last name, Thanatos, sounded familiar. Turns out in uh, Greek mythology, yeah. he is the god of peaceful death, or death in your sleep. Actually, it's Persona. Hmm. And his sisters, his sisters were the goddesses of violent death. Which I thought that was interesting. I, I knew about the death connection. I didn't know it was yeah. specifically peaceful death. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, I always thought Thanatos was just the god of death. No, that's just Hades. He's a, he's, he's a he's god. Hades is the god of the dead. He's not the god of death. Yeah, but like it's completely different. I mean, he's, it is because he doesn't have death. any control over death. 
You can You'd have to be a fool. Yeah. Hades yeah. doesn't is not the god of death. Just putting you, that out there. I, I think it's reasonable. I think God of Death God of Death is it's it's close enough. Yeah, but he's not he, he's specifically not the god of death. Okay. Well in any case, Thanatos, peaceful death, his sisters, violent death, his brother, dreams. Listen, instead of arguing about Greek mythology, why don't we just go ask the authors? Come on. You know, actually, that lines up, because you got the three brothers who are the violent ones. Then you got the the, the reasonable one. You could say he's peaceful death. Then I guess you could say that Mads Mikkelsen is dreams. Dreams. No, that doesn't quite line up. He he did have dreams, but I'm not sure that they were trying (laughs) to make a connection with all of the other Greek gods of other types of death. It's five siblings, and it, it works close enough. I'm going to use that now. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen <laughs> was more related to Poseidon because all his dreams were wet. Uh, and the bull. He was part bull. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, also, um, <laughs> there's there's an opening scene. I, I don't know if it's the... It's not the opening scene. It's one of the first scenes where um, Elias is on a date with some woman, oh, and... Uh, describes is like describing his dreams to her and she's um she's a therapist or a psychiatrist i don't know what she is she was something and then she's like wait a minute are are we on this date just so that you don't have to pay for therapy and he's like what no it was such a smart move i should start doing that wait no but i'm already not going on dates and not (laughs) going to therapy so yeah i felt really bad for her though because she was like talking about how she never gets dates because she's in a wheelchair. And then Mads Mikkelsen is just using her for therapy. Why does he have a fan club? I don't get it. <laughs> it's he the does, mustache. Because he does all this stuff. He's the sexiest man in Denmark, officially. Uh-huh. And Denmark icon, themselves came out and said, Mads Mikkelsen is that. our sexiest man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder who the second sexiest man in Denmark is. Uh, who... Uh, who 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 even is from Denmark? Guy uh, Mads Mikkelsen, Lars Mikkelsen, I assume. Ooh. Okay, he's probably second then. Yeah, I think it's fair to award him second place. I I actually made a note of this because um, the day the day we watched the movie, but before we watched it, I saw um, I saw news about Lars Mikkelsen, and I'm like, hey, Lars Mikkelsen, the brother of Mads Mikkelsen. What a coincidence. Um, so he had voiced Grand Admiral Thrawn in Star Wars Rebels, and now it's rumored that they're going to bring him into live action. Is it true? Who knows? But it it might it might be. Who knows? I don't know. It, it took me it took me a second to realize you said Grand Admiral Th- Thrawn, and I really thought you said Granddad Merle Thrawn. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> interesting interpretation. <laughs> I was like, "Who is Granddad Merle Thrawn?" And then I, then I, when you said Star Wars, I connected the dots. Yeah, so uh, Lars Mikkelsen, we might, we might be seeing him pretty soon. That'd be cool. I like Granddad Thrawn. Grand Granddad, what did you say? <laughs> granddad Merle Thrawn. Yeah, that one. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> I mean, he'll be pretty old if we see him in uh, the the Mandalorian time frame. I mean, he is a granddad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll okay, see yeah. his his grandkids. Yeah. That'd what be percentage cute. animal do you think they'll be? I don't want to think about that one. Ten percent org. Ten percent space whale things that took him in. Oh god. Did, did we mention that that the uh, the kids are all. The, the children of Avelio Thanatos are all a fraction um, a fraction of their DNA comes from an animal that lives yeah, in the Yeah, we didn't say that yet. I, 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 I try not to think about it. <laughs> in, in passing, I think it was mentioned, but not explained. Listen, Kevin, I hate to tell you this, but your DNA also comes from animals. Just mostly uh, humans. Mostly? Yeah, well, if you go back far enough, you know, you get other apes. I'm 100% me. <laughs> you know, the whole human-animal hybrid thing, like, that's a little weird. But the thing that really disturbed me was how he pickled his wives. That was weird. That was also weird, yeah. I mean, like, 
I don't think I can excuse either of them. Really, I think they're both pretty weird, but uh, pickles are pretty good. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Hey, hey, Morty, Morty, look! I turned my <laughs> wives into pickles. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's interesting because um, all of the all of the five half brothers kind of show traits of of whatever animal they were taken from. So Gabriel is part owl. And so he's like, he's the smart one, you know, he, he's kind of, I don't know, he's kind of owly. I don't know how to describe an owl. What do owls do? He's a nerd. Wretches a bit. I don't don't know how, what that has to do with an owl. Oh, they they spit up bones. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. His hair is also balding in the pattern that an owl's head feathers would go. Yeah. I think owls are also usually referred to as wise. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. When Matt Nicholson was a bull, because he always, you know, had to go play in the bathroom. Is that the euphemism we're using now? I was trying to come up with <laughs> one, but they all deserted me the second I started talking. I couldn't. I think mean, normally one. we say choking the chicken, but one of the other brothers was the chicken, so I don't think it works <laughs> in this case. <laughs> I, and, yeah, and he took that saying a bit too literally towards the end of the movie. And the yeah. end implied that he married a chicken. I don't like the end. The ending was weird. <laughs> the ending was very, very strange. It's just, it's just kind of a happy ending after they all find out that they're partially animals. The narrator is just like, oh, but don't worry, everything turned out well, and it like shows the um, it shows the house, and they're all going around there there are kids running around and they have like wives and stuff and the with wives some are not the... pickled this time that's the important part yes yeah they are alive the ending though was a little bit troubling anyway though because all of the brothers were presumably sterile as uh gabriel said and the way that all the brothers were born was via animal stuff yeah well life uh finds a way I, yeah, that's what I'm worried about. How how <laughs> how did life find a way? They just it, did the experiments, uh, but in a non-lethal way this time. No pickles this time. Yeah, because I mean, there was that scene where he said, "Could he have saved Armand?" And he's like, he "Probably could have if he wanted to." I don't know. Yeah. So I, mean, I think the implication they just did it, but without the psycho murdery part. But like, even without the psycho murdery part, it's still not totally good. Like, it doesn't seem ethical. Well. Presuming all parties involved willingly consented, and they didn't harm any animals in the process. Yeah, but how do you, how do you cons- how do you consent to being born? Well, by that logic, then we're just then, then we're questioning the entire continuation of human life, really. Yeah, I think we should that's do the that. Question. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think the question the, Nick the is asking is if you are being brought into the world in a really messed up way, then maybe maybe we just shouldn't do that. In this case, you know, using animal DNA. Yeah. I don't see a significant moral dif- like difference between that and more traditional means, as long as no one's being harmed in the process. Well, mainly it seems like the people were extremely messed up when when they were born. You know, like well, they're they had... all li- yeah. Well, see the five brothers all living their lives in. I think the implication with the three brothers who were kind of crazy was more from the fact that they had an abusive father who then died and left them on their own for years. I mean, they were also physically deformed, so I I don't think it's too weird to say that, like, mental issues probably came with that, considering they all very clearly have mental issues. Yeah, I think that I, I felt like the movie implied that it was more, it wasn't like a thing they were born with, it was more learned trauma. Like we we've seen the brother, some of the brothers live relatively normal lives. I, I don't know. Elias was not really was... living a normal life, yeah. and he he was also um, given away like the same time that Gabriel was. I think Gabriel was just the exception. I think he was just the one that I don't know because he had owl smart <laughs> DNA. He just turned out relatively normal. Well, I think you know with proper parenting and you. Know, taking care of someone i think all those issues are easily come but gabriel and elias had the same I'm, father i'm just saying or, they could have adopted 
Okay, you could always adopt. Adoption is always an option yeah. and is a yeah, lot, that's, that's a like, lot better okay. than than forcing somebody to to use animal DNA to have a kid. Well, again, the implication was the second time it was not forced. Man, they I don't think they it. implied anything. Well, they were all living together happily at a table, smiling and close. It so was I scary. It I was afraid. I was shaking and crying. They, yeah, they, they could have adopted the kids. That, that was the first use of color in the movie. It was jarring. Mm. <laughs> Aside from the opening shot, which was like of that scene. True. I will say with um, with the movie, I did find it because we, we had kind of mentioned like why why were they staying? You know, why did Gabriel and Elias stay the whole time? And I didn't think it was weird up until they found the body. And at that point, I was like, okay, if I was Gabriel, right, and I realized, like, my dad is dead, these guys have been hiding it this whole time, I'm getting out of there. I'm not waiting for any justification or anything like that. Yeah. Um, he kind of gets convinced by, like, the mayor. is just like, oh, you know, they listen to you so well. And to be fair, um, it is really interesting to see the brothers kind of take Gabriel's suggestions and and start to start to live a bit more normally. Um, they they still just hate Gabriel. They still think that he's the worst because the owl is the worst. Um, but they they raise their hand to uh, to speak instead of interrupting each other. They, they stop hitting the each Bible. other over the head as much. Yeah, they read the Bible. Resort um, to the more basic meme, memes of imposing law. I like the guy who was reading the Bible, but then giving just, like, very literal interpretations of what happened. Like, he was unable to get any moral lesson out of it. Yeah. Yosef Yos was his name, I'm pretty sure. He was definitely <laughs> my favorite of the three brothers. I, I liked... Yeah. He, he seemed yeah. to be trying to better his life as well, like, better himself, because he would read pretty often, and he had a lot of... He clearly was very knowledgeable of a lot about a lot of things. He would also go for runs. He was a pretty cool guy. And he was the mouse because he was obsessed yeah. with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm, cheese to brother, meet you. I think the only brother that wasn't likable was that one that kind of looked like the guy from Game of Thrones. What was what animal was he? Not he was her. the Labrador? No, that was the nicer one. Oh, like, oh. The Are you talking about Franz? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay. He, he was the, the one that the one that enforced all the rules. Yeah, that was Franz. Franz yeah. yeah, he was the, he was the only one that seemed like somewhat malicious. Like very all, malicious. The other, I mean, the other two brothers were like either just ignorant, but they they were pretty genuine throughout. I think. I think you could have called them somewhat malicious, but I, I agree that that Franz was the one that was really like this guy sucks. Yeah, I liked Gregor the dog because he was yeah. he was very loyal. And that makes sense because <laughs> and he's he also, a dog. And he also bit people. Yeah. He's a dog. That's not the part that I like about him, but <laughs> it did happen. Yes. So if you guys were part animal other than uh -oh. human, what would it be? Are you trying to ask us our personas? Uh I mean you could use a different word, but sure. Okay. Hedgehog. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start calling you Kevin the Hedgehog from now on. Dude, have you seen Kevin the Hedgehog though? He looks awesome. I, yeah, I, I think I think we've talked about it. Oh boy, yeah. but not on the podcast. A cubic inch of Kevin the Hedgehog. <laughs> Go ahead, talk about that him. Terrifying. We, we can we can talk about Kevin inch. the Hedgehog for hours, bro. His fingerless <laughs> gloves. All right. If if we did a cubic inch of Kevin the Hedgehog, we would we would never leave. Yeah. We'd be here forever. It would turn into a hypercubic inch. <laughs> no. Don't trap me in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The, Kevin, the hedgehog. One of the parts that was weird. Um, there's a story that gets brought up, like, halfway through the movie about a stork. Pr probably less than halfway. Like, early mm -hmm. on in the movie. Um, about a stork that showed up on the island and i think i think it's the mayor who keeps a little nest yeah because he believes that one day either the stork will return or its children will return or its children's children or some descendant will return and his daughter's just like dude you're crazy it's never coming back like what the heck and then right near the end 
the stork comes back and it has human feet and it's so it's so gross it's so weird looking i hate it yeah when the toes start moving i think that was the most uncomfortable i've been in the movie and there were gonna say in years (laughs) maybe in years i don't know i don't really keep track of that kind of thing for me, it was the uh, teacher conference they had. That was the part that had me like, someone's going to get beaten by the end of this scene. <laughs> no, that was funny. That was a good scene. I was scared. What are you, the kid, like teachers? Kid, no, when the kid flipped him up, flipped off Franz, I thought Franz was going to go beat the kid again. What are you, like kids? <laughs> what are you, chicken? Watching the kid <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the chicken's like the second worst. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Dan, you're the second worst. Oh. Wait, do we have five people here? We do, it seems. seems. we do. Dude, what if we were the half-brothers? Oh, my God. Oh. I, call, I call dibs on the mouse. I want to be the dog. I want to be the owl. It's up to you two now. Um, wait, there's the chicken and... And the bull. The bull. <laughs> 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 I don't want to choose between these two. <laughs> Sorry, that's all you got. Choose or you go in the cage. Uh, I guess I'll be the bull. The bull is better than the chicken. Chicken is the second worst, after all. Yes. No, I can see Kevin as the chicken. What? Well, that's kind of rude. Well, you're only the second worst. Who's the yeah, wait? Who, who's the owl? The owl is the worst. Nick, you said that you'd be the owl. <laughs> did I? Yeah, yeah, I think you did. Okay. <laughs> Kevin, I continue enforcing the rules and then beating us over the head if we don't follow. I don't think that's me, to be honest. Yeah, I've never seen Kevin as a rule enforcer. I could see. I don't well, see him see, as I an chose. anarchist either. He's he's neutral on the lawful chaotic scale. Yeah, well, you see, I chose the dog because it's the best one. Dogs are pretty good. Yeah, I just like cheese. <laughs> that is a pretty good trait to have. Yeah. Liking cheese? Yeah. Unless you're lactose intolerant. Still a good trait. Yeah. <laughs> does the it makes trait you an imply that you're? Person. Yeah. Does having the trait imply that you're not lactose intolerant? No, because I, I know a lot of lactose intolerant people that really love cheese. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Lactose intolerant people don't seem to care that they are lactose intolerant, in my experience. <laughs> they don't seem too intolerant to be <laughs> Like this, like you eat it and then you just don't feel great, and then this eat it and like you will be out for a day. Lactose ambivalence. <laughs> it's a spectrum. Lactose malevolence. Lactose disapproval. <laughs> Lactose acceptance. Lactose denial. Lactose bargaining. All right, we're good. <laughs> if you didn't have any feet, you'd be lactose intolerant, am I right? <laughs> lactose intolerant. You'd kind of just be lactose. <laughs> but you, if, yeah. like, you were like really like racist then i barely heard anything you just said (laughs) and i don't even know if i want to and you are really racist you'd be lactose intolerant i feel like you don't have to you you can just hate people without toes you don't have to be racist (laughs) you can just hate people without toes well when you put it like that why aren't we all hating people without toes yeah we could all be lactose intolerant the world would be a better place i'm Stork with toes intolerant because when storks have toes, <laughs> I don't like it. Think I think I think I'm more chicken with hoof intolerant than stork with toes intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I prefer the chicken with hoof over uh, stork with toes personally. Do you guys think that we're all looking for answers? I get who like God. No, like like us people, like me, think, you and me. Yeah, I think you know, that's a pretty. Are. I think that's a pretty poorly thought out theory. You should write a book about cheese. <laughs> I think every person is somewhat drawn to finding meaning or an answer. I think every person is somewhat drawn to cheese. Well, yeah. But you'll I, never I, find the cheese true. I think cheese I would I would I would read a book about cheese. I would too. That would be I'm, a pretty enjoyable read. I'm not hugely into cheese. I'm not like a huge cheese fan. Like I, I, I approve of cheese, but <laughs> I don't know if like, I'm ever like, oh man, cheese! I'm so excited to go eat some cheese. You know what I'm saying? I I, I did start a cheese club amongst my friends at school, so I'd, I'd say I'm pretty into cheese. That is true. Yeah. 
if anything, I feel like I'm a, I should maybe be the mouse. <laughs> well, you you said that you'd be the owl. Well, only after Dan said he'd be the mouse. I want to be the mouse. I, I was choosing owl. You can just be all of them. <laughs> no, you can only be one thing, and then you're stuck as that thing forever. Well, they were two things. They were human and animal. And other animal, I guess. Oh, can I just choose human then? Well, you you already human is a given in the scenario. Human, you have to choose human. secondary animal. I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Then you are no son of Avilio Thanatos. Avilio Thanatos. It's such a cool name, though. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I feel like yeah the the Greeks and Romans gave us a lot of cool names that you I'm gonna put on things. I'm gonna change my name to Avilio Thanatos. <laughs> Just so that anybody who's seen Men and Chicken <laughs> will be like, dude, that's so messed up. And then anybody else will be like, wow, that's a crazy name. Evil Thanos but Toes. I... <laughs> Thanos Toes, even. I'm Thanos Toes Intolerant. <laughs> have we ever seen Thanos Toes? We, we as, a, as, a, as a species, have we seen Thanos Toes? <laughs> We as a collective. I feel like there must be somewhere in some 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 comic. I'm sure that if you look on DeviantArt, you can find them. Well, um, I'm, I'm talking personally canon have Thanos not. toes. In canon, does Thanos confirmed have toes? There are so many comics that I'm sure at some point Thanos has like been naked or something. That's that's probably a safe assumption. They go on for a while. Yeah. Like the scene where they're all choosing plates, and Franz is all like, "All right, you get you get the you get the the bowl plate. You get uh, you get the worst one. You get the owl plate. I don't care." And then they're all just like, "No, I want my plate." And they're like, "No, you don't get your plate. It's not your turn to have your plate." And I just thought that was odd because it broke out into a fight, and that can't be a sustainable way to have plates every day, you know. <laughs> well, all, all of the plates had cracks in them, so clearly th the fights had been going on for a while, and they seemed to be doing well enough to survive. Yeah, I suppose. I, 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 did, I, did, I did like the fact that as the movie went on, they established a system for the plates where they had a little timer, and when the timer went off, they would like swap plates with the person next to them. Everyone had equal time on every plate. I it looked up Thanos' toes, and then I got an image that was titled Going Toe-to-Toe -to -toe with Thanos. I think you got out of that lucky, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I gotta say, do you think that all the brothers use their assigned plate now that all of them know which animal they are? Ooh, that's a go good point. Look at the end scene. Like, in the happy future. I, I would assume so. But you never know, because... Franz could have just assigned them all the plate that he knew they had. Or I guess, did he know everybody's animal or just that he was chicken? I think he said that he knew everyone's. Okay. Yeah. I think he pulled ah. the dog, like your part dog or something. He's the one. Who... Okay. How so, did he find out, do you think? He looked in the basement. Yeah, that's, that's why it was all blocked off. That makes I sense. think he's an accomplice. He's an accomplice to creating himself? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting he like, theory. He, he was a thought in his father's head, and he was like, hey, make me a chicken boy. <laughs> I've never had thoughts like that. Do normal people <laughs> think of those? <laughs> well, your name isn't Davilio Thanatos. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Once, okay. you, once you change your name, you will have thoughts like that. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know that your thoughts were so heavily based on what name you had. Yeah, it's, it's very deterministic. Hmm. I think it's just a curse with that name in particular. <laughs> You're cursed to turn people into animal-human hybrids. We didn't turn people into them. He well, just created new people. Yeah, I guess that's fair. That makes it okay. Yeah. Absolutely no moral implications. Or ethical. Don't, just, uh, just don't think about it. That's a, that's a, that's a good way to watch this movie. So I have to say, as far as the Mads Mikkelsen goes, I'm not sure if this was if this was the best movie to show off the uh, sexiest man in Denmark. Well, He's not very sexy in this one. He committed to the role. 
And you know, some people could like that. He did commit to the role, yes. And I respect him as an actor. But I'm not sure if he... I mean, he he's no Harrison Ford, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like sneaking, down and sneaking that in there every once in a while. <laughs> so, Bringing attention think, to it ruins it, okay. Does being a good actor inherently make you sexy? Some people. Well, that's... If it's some people, then it's not inherent. Well, I don't think there is an inherent definition of what is or is not sexy. I think it's ultimately a personal preference. I mean, I think for the most part, being good at something is sexier than not being good at that thing. Except for Guitar Hero. Um, <laughs> so, so you know, the fact that he's a good really actor... really crushed someone's dreams right there. <laughs> I just had to put that one out, okay? I could not make that joke. Um... So the fact that he's a good actor makes him sexier than if he wasn't a good actor, but I don't think that being a good actor inherently makes somebody sexy. Okay. Because I'm trying, I'm trying to think of an example here. I, I think, feel like the, the, the problem is most Hollywood actors, at least, are pretty sexy in general, just because yeah. being on screen, people generally want to be show more attractive people. I was going to say Danny DeVito, but then I realized that I'm a fool and he is one of the sexiest men alive. Yeah. He, he's actually Denmark's second sexiest man and he isn't even from Denmark. <laughs> alive. Is he every country's second sexiest man? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> huh. That would be a very interesting accomplishment. Yeah. See, so yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure uh, if I, if I want to watch another Mads Mikkelsen movie. Um, Dan had watch suggested... No, Doctor Strange, he's, he's like, barely in it. He doesn't do anything Our in Doctor fly. Strange. Yeah. Um, Dan had suggested another round, and that, that seemed interesting. And I might, well, I might watch that on my own. Yeah, I'm definitely... Although I did... I, I won't say I enjoyed this movie. I am definitely intrigued to see more of Mads Mikkelsen's work, because he definitely did a good job with his character. He although did. he didn't... He did not seem like the main character. Yeah. He wasn't. No. Yeah. yeah. But I would say he stole the show. Yeah, when when they put Mads Mikkelsen in in big things, they make him the guy from Doctor Strange. I don't even remember his name, but he that was like, I don't I don't know if I can call him the most forgettable Marvel villain because I don't even know if he counts as the real villain of that movie because Dormammu was kind of the real villain. Yeah. So like, who is he? I don't know. Castilius. His name's Castilius. Okay. The, the only thing I can think of whenever I think of Doctor Strange is that Pro-ZD video where he's making fun of the <laughs> the terrible Marvel villains. Or the evil just... Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> he's a real Nicholson bad was, guy. He was in Rogue One. And and he was alright in that, but... Eh. He kind of just had like... A, a, a stone face the entire time. Yeah. yeah as far did. as I remember, at least. In Rogue One? Yeah. I thought he had the stone face in Doctor Strange. N not an actual stone <laughs> face. <laughs> oh, okay. Just like, he didn't really change his expression much. Oh, oh God. Mycelius in Rogue One, what is he gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mads Mikkelsen, as an actor, had a stone face, like, made of rocks during Rogue One. He was playing a weeping angel. <laughs> but, but only on his face. He is supposed to be in Indiana Jones 5, which, first of all, amazed that that's even happening. Harrison Ford <laughs> could be like a great-grandfather at this point. Yeah. Is it happening? It seems like it's... It's happening. It's I, like I hear filming. very vague news every once in a while about it's it. It's being they, filmed. Okay. They were Maybe filming... I'm not sure if there's an update on this. I think at some point they had stopped filming because Harrison Ford hurt himself. Yeah. Um, I don't know if As they... As old people do. Yes. As when elderly you ask, people do. When you ask someone in their 70s to, like, swing across a chasm with their whip. I don't think that Let Harrison Ford is, is <laughs> actually swinging across chasm. Let me believe. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, but seriously, he, he's too old for this. I'm sorry, Harrison. I mean, he could totally be playing an old guy in the film. Like, I'm, I'm assuming he's not just going to be, like, doing normal Indiana Jones stuff. Because that did not go very well in Indiana Jones 4. Well, the fact that it happened at all in Indiana Jones 4 is kind of what has me worried. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like they will probably learn from their mistakes there. I don't think they'll. Fingers crossed. Them. Oh yeah, I, he was the I bad guy in. Um, he was the bad guy in Casino Royale. That's the big one I was thinking. Oh of. yeah, he was, like, who was? Uh, Matt Mickelson. Mickelson. He oh, was okay. good Not Harrison Ford. <laughs> I knew he was a he was a good villain in a movie that I really liked. I just couldn't remember the movie. Does Harrison Ford ever play villains? That's a good question. I I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. In in Blade Runner, he's the protagonist, but like morally kind of uh. bad. I was in like in twenty in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. He's like kind of antagonistic when um, K first meets him, but he's still pretty protagonistic he's type pretty... after that. Uh, he was kind of not a real villain, but he was like a background villain in Anchorman two, kind of. And in Anchorman two, he played this old news anchor who was kind of antagonistic, but not really. But then at the very end, he showed up for the big final fight and turned into a werewolf. And the, the good guys were fighting him, but like in the background. In oh. The Rise of Skywalker, he was there. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed him in uh, in uh, Skywalker. Actually, that was like the one scene of that movie I actually liked. Which scene was that? I haven't seen when, Rise of Skywalker since it came out. I haven't when seen When Kylo Ren still. had the vision of Harrison Ford. Oh, and, like, yeah, there's yeah. a moment where he kind of turned to the light. And, like, I didn't like that movie, but, like, that one scene just in a vacuum was, like, kind of pretty good. Yeah. I it was it a was good right. use I like that one. Yeah. They well, that was, was a good a cubic guy. inch of Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> they thought he was the bad guy in The Fugitive. But it turned out he was. Yeah. He's, he's definitely typecast as Harrison Ford. <laughs> He was a background character in the opening of Apocalypse Now, where he gave uh, he, he gave Martin Sheen part of a briefing for the for the mission he was going on. That's that's not really a villain though. <laughs> he was part of the U.S. military in Vietnam. Okay, he's a villain, taking a stance here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, the, I I'm gonna say, all right, never mind. Let's not get into this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was I was gonna say maybe uh final thoughts about. Yeah, Men this isn't a cubic inch of the Vietnam War. A cubic inch of a lot of different things. That would be pretty bold of us to do, but I'm not sure if we want to. That that mm. when we jump the shark, we that could be one of the episodes post shark jumping. I'm pretty sure jumping the shark was the episode we did on sharks. That's yeah. fair. Eh, <laughs> maybe. I thought it was fine. That that was more. No, I'm kidding. It was it was a fine episode. Yeah. Okay. I like the I like the conceptual episodes. I think that's a good idea. I agree. Um, anyway, final thoughts about Men and Chicken? Would you recommend I have, it? I, it I, have a, I have a final thought other than recommendation. I like how all of them are into older women because it's funny. There is like a genetic predisposition to having preferences. Believe me, my kids are going to be the same way. <laughs> What what does that mean? How, how are you going to ensure that? So anyway, I would recommend <laughs> this to a friend. Um, I thought it was enjoy only if the friend is like kind of messed up though. <laughs> you know what I'm okay. saying? I I I honestly I didn't enjoy this movie very much, but I would probably recommend it if that friend had seen and enjoyed a, a lot of other very strange movies before. Yeah. I would give this a light recommendation. Like I'd I'd say, hey, yeah, this movie's pretty good and not say anything else about it unless yeah. they ask. When you say strange movies, do you mean like Doctor Strange? Yes. Only if they've seen Doctor Strange and are intimately uh familiar with the character, then I would recommend this movie. Okay. Cool. I would say this movie was an experience unlike any other that I and I don't regret. I do. I regret it every day. <laughs> every day. Wow. That is that's a few days so far. Yeah. Like a couple. <laughs> that's an intense experience. So for next week, we uh 
As far as I know, unless it's changed, I think we we have a tie that we're going to vote between. Always Ooh. a good time. I'm opening it up right now. Sorry, I should have had this open beforehand. It is still a tie. It is still a tie. Okay, cool. So our two options, both with with three votes, were game show, uh, trivia related to things that we have reviewed in the past. Um, I said probably Jeopardy based, but I mean I don't I don't I mean it's just gonna be questions. We'll talk about that later. Well, you know, <laughs> we'll figure it out if we actually do it. Um, and then Kevin had recommended Romeo x Juliet. It's an anime adaptation of Romeo and Juliet, or less of an adaptation, more of like inspired by, because I think it's I think it's like sci-fi. It takes place in Neo Verona. <laughs> I heard it's like sci-fi fantasy, I think. Oh, that's interesting. That's good. Okay, so uh, we're each just going to vote for whichever one seems more interesting to us. Okay, so if you want the game show, say aye. 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 Okay, and Romeo x Juliet. Aye. Aye. Is this a multi? Is this like a vote? No, or a it's it's only two. So Uh-oh. just vote. Which one do you want, Dan? Well, I'm torn because the game show is more conceptual, therefore more interesting. Well, you can but, do the game show at like the the end of the season of Cubicles or Sound. Well, no, I also that's, that's like the Cubic Inches. Can't it be the end right now? I love a good sci-fi uh, Shakespearean adaptation as well. So I'm really torn here for Romeo. Oh, Romeo, Romeo. Also, I do want to say the Cubic Inches are not a game show. Yes, that's what I I mean, because that's the end of the season. Okay, yeah. Not the game show. So, like, we're we're still going to do the Cubic Inches at the end. No, I'm saying that we should just make it a game show, and then the awards are, like, winning the... uh, That could be a Cubic Inchy, I guess. Okay, I mean, I guess it could be, but then... We, how, we're not going to have time to do the game show and talk about all of the awards individually. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going show. to, I'm going to abstain. What you the can? F- you, you can. You're the it's deciding two versus two. It's two versus. I thought it wasn't. No, no why it would we be? <laughs> um, um, Romeo. I will suggest Romeo. game show again yeah. if we do Romeo. <laughs> Good. I, I'll vote Kevin. You need to call Will. Will gets to decide this. I'll go with Game Show. No. Okay, I guess Dan gets Why to decide Dan? it. <laughs> what the heck, Dan? You're Good so job, lame. Dan. You did it. You're not the chicken. You're you're the dog. We'll find another sci-fi adaptation of the Shakespeare's. Yeah, Dan, Dan gets to be the dog. Woof, woof. That means okay, I'm no, never. I, change, I take it back. You do not get to be the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, bring back the thing next week. I'll try my hardest. And what? so for next week, we're <laughs> we're doing our, our first game show episode. What? Woo! Crazy. Get, uh, if it's garbage, I'm going to go to your house, Dan. <laughs> that, okay. That, Wait, why that's not, why such not? a vague threat. <laughs> <laughs> why are you threatening Dan instead of, like, Luke for making it bad? Oh, fun fact about Harrison Ford. Now that, now that we're back, now that... He, no, he we're played. done. No, no, we have to end the episode. First. Are we done? Unless this is relevant. <laughs> okay, so I thought we were done. No, no, no. I, I still wanted to say that uh, if somebody hypothetically wants to email us questions or answers for the game show, they can at a cubic inch of sound at gmail.com. Now we're done.